Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, coming to you through the way of the Stay Well podcast, I'm going to talk about the Kawhi Leonard situation still going on with the San Antonio Spurs. And on this episode, what I want to call it is Character is Currency. And I'm also going to touch on uh, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed's case going on with the NFL and, and where that stands at the moment. But I'm going to start with Kawhi Leonard first. One of the things that I've noticed, especially in, in mainstream media, is that people have always been really good at talking out of both sides of their mouths. And they either say someone's too money driven or if you're not too money hungry and driven, then you're crazy. And that's what brings me to Kawhi Leonard, because it seems like the, the main viewpoint with his whole situation is that he is mistreated by someone who he considers a partner. And trust was broken. And the best way to make up for the trust of that being broken is, well, I'll just give you some money. And it seems like even with the sports media, like they fail to really, truly cover that. And I get why they do, because they work for major corporations, most of them. And so they don't really want to touch on those topics. Now, maybe somebody who's probably working on, you know, say YouTube or working just uh, through the Internet. They probably talk a little bit more about this. I've seen some kind of address this issue, but it just seems like the main thing with Kawhi Leonard is it's like, hey, you know, why would he turn down a Supermax deal? It's 70 million dollars. And they just keep jumping over the fact of trust was broken. And people's like, oh, well, who cares about that? Apparently he does. And the most dangerous man or the most dangerous woman, the most dangerous human beings on the planet are people who can't be bought. You can't because there's nothing you could do to those people. For example, right? If any of you guys ever have a chance to see Serpico with Al Pacino, it's a great movie. Everyone in that film, from the moment it starts, when they realize who they're dealing with, he's like, hey, the only check I'm cashing is the one, you know, with the state of New York on it because I'm paid to be a police officer. I'm paid to be a public servant. And he just had all these cops and all these different people throughout that movie. He's like, hey, just take some money and we'll hold it for you. Because he just made them feel uncomfortable. It's like, well, wait a minute, you don't like money? And he says, no, nah, it's not that I don't like money. It's just that my name and character is not on a, is up for sale for some money. And if you watch that film throughout the whole time, he just got more and more reviled and more, you know, just distrusted. And they kept doing all they could to sour his name. That's what they do because it's a man against a machine. An individual versus a company. And you're not going to win that. The same thing that worked for you before, where you were this good, hardworking, decent person that was easy to work with, they don't get their way with you. They can spin that to go against you. It's just that's how most people have been conditioned. So when I keep hearing all this stuff with Kawhi Leonard and, and his value and what he should do, what he shouldn't do, it just it's, it, it's crazy to me that that's not mentioned enough in it. But they're not going to do that because people don't really want to attack organizations because organizations have power, true power. It's easier to attack the individual. So that's something that I just I continue to really notice the way this, this his story in particular continues to get covered and how none of that seems to be really truly addressed when discussing it. Now, do I think from a professionalism standpoint if he's healthy enough to play, I, I believe in this. Hey, you sign a contract, you should honor it. 
to the best of your ability. So if he was cleared to be pl- if to be playing, hey, if they want to come into a, a training camp with him being a sideshow, that'll be fine. I'll tell them, hey, I can either do press if you want me to or I won't do press if you want me to. But it won't change. I'm going to be a professional and clock in, work as hard as I possibly can, and then play the games I got to play with you until the end of this year. Once my contract is gone and it's a, it's it's ran out, you just go. That's all you got to do. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with him sitting out another season. I would I wouldn't want to do that because in the end you hurt yourself too. Because being a professional isn't always at the times where it's the most convenient for you. It's when it's not the most convenient for you and you rise above that. So, and I'm not even going to make a character assessment on his uncle or anything because you haven't heard anything from him. I would give him the benefit of the doubt than I would LeVar Ball. You don't see his his uncle doing countless interviews talking about that. He hasn't even said anything negative about the Spurs organization. The only thing he said is that, you know, the whole sources thing was that, hey, you know, we were on the same page. We've been talking to them. They have the medical information. We we compared the he wasn't clear on the independent doctors in versus he's clear on your your staff trainers, which that's a built in incentive anyway. Another thing that people don't talk about. Your training staffs and human resource companies or departments are designed to protect the company. It's another dumb thing that never gets brought up. But that's just some of the things I kind of wanted to address in regards to Kawhi Leonard and uh, the way he's perceived and the way he's talked about even now. It's just the guy could not be more low maintenance. And even that got turned into a negative thing. Well, he doesn't talk. Really, three years ago when he won you a championship, him not talking was a great thing. You were coming up with speeches and poems and all this type of stuff talking about, oh, he's so great. He just does his job and doesn't say nothing. Well, he wants to still do his job and not say nothing. He just wants to do his job and not say nothing and represent your company, which he has a right to do. You can't ask for professionalism and then you don't want to participate in it as well. But that also then brings me into uh, the recent Kyle Kaepernick situation in regards to the NFL. I know they're still mulling over the case and the Apparently, I've heard, you know, some conflicting stories, one where the NFL's pushing to want to speed up the case, kind of have a, a resolution be brought in regards to his case. I know uh, Eric Reed is still involved in it as well. Uh, I was reading a report on Yahoo where I believe 14 people have been uh, subpoenaed and uh, deposed. Overall, I know I think it's a couple still pending. I know one of them is still with the president, which I don't know if the NFL really wants them to honor that. And I, I believe it's taking place in Burbank in, in terms with a judge. But I just don't understand. Hey, the president involved himself. He involved it the moment he said what he said at the rally in Alabama. He involved himself from the moment he started to use Kaepernick as a political punching bag to fuel the stuff that he was spitting to the people that that's what they wanted to hear. You know, you're still you're involved. You involved yourself. You involved yourself with their their ownership that a uh, 501c charity that the NFL is, which is ridiculous. Who's making billions of dollars a year and then is able to get cities to leverage up money to give them hundreds of millions of dollars to build their stadiums for free under this illusion that they're creating jobs. Okay, you know, when you have a Super Bowl there, yeah, you know, hotels are booked. I'll give you that. Because you got to have a, you know, infrastructure there to have to house them. But, hey, Jacksonville got a Super Bowl. And 
by all accounts from most media members, t- can't even defend it. Because Jacksonville just, just wasn't a city that was built to hold a Super Bowl. But the NFL has had a long history of manipulating and using state and local governments to their will. So you can't now, because it's now the shoes on another foot, now want to turn around and say you don't want to participate in it. This is what you guys decided to do. You know, what Mark Cuban said, I believe, what was it? Um, he said it maybe about three or four months ago. He said that if Kaepernick was in the NBA, this is a non-issue. It's a non-issue because they just, they, they, they don't let their fan bases dictate how they run their business. Ultimately, you can't. You really can't. If you're if you're shaping it to do that, you, one, you got to know your demographic. For them, their demo is young people. So the NFL is a little bit different from them because their audience is mostly older and the a chunk of what their consumer base is are predominantly white people. But a lot of people of color watch football, in particular in the black community. And that's another thing that they're not really tracking and they just they don't respect it. Ratings are down in black households for the NFL. So the NFL's got to, you know, really come to a real decision on what type of organization or charity, should I say, do they really want to be? Because I don't think they were expecting Kyle Kaepernick to take it this far. They really, they really wasn't. And if anybody was doubting that it was genuine, well, here's your answer. He's still working out. He still is doing the same routine that he's been doing since now being effectively out of the league now over the past year, going into the second season that he'll be out. And he still has remained steadfast on what he's believed in. And you don't really see guys like him. And because mainly he's an anomaly because what they do works. So the reason why they do what they do is because you get, if you get the majority, you usually get the win. It's when an anomaly starts to become the minority, and then when the minority becomes the majority, then that's when the fear happens. And that's when a lot of times systems that are put in place to kind of keep people, you know, at bay and keep them in, in keep them in line, once they start to buck that, that's when they start having issues with it. But Colin Kaepernick has remained very loyal and very steadfast in what he believes in and Eric Reed as well. And he's another one of the guys who I think it's unfortunate has gotten forgotten now to add context to his situation. Yeah. It's other safeties in the league like Trey Boston who played with San Diego. And um, it's a couple other guys where they haven't been picked up, but Morgan Burnett was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eric Reed's a better player than Morgan Burnett, but I get it. They said that they're going to probably sign him. Because it's not a distraction. It's not, but apparently that's a distraction. You fighting for human rights versus, you know, beating up your girlfriend, getting arrested on cocaine, any drug violations. That's just, you know, part of the part of life. I don't hold none of those things against you. I feel like that's something that they go to on and on about that too. They don't go on and on a lot about domestic violence in the NFL. And even though it's lower than the national average, which is true. It is lower than the national average. Most people in, in, in America are not usually hundreds of thousands close to millionaire players. Period. What you gross and what you take home, I get, is different. But if you're a somewhat successful football player, even if you're considered marginal, 
and you've been able to carve out a career where you're essentially getting paid to play football, you're not a normal American. You're not a normal citizen. So that's something that the players also have to have a handle on too and being aware of how their behavior is affecting other people and how it's going to be perceived because you're being seen on a national stage. I think what Kaepernick has has meant overall, especially coming into this season, it's going to be so fascinating to see how teams are going to respond. I don't really count franchise quarterbacks. Like I'm not expecting, you know, Tom Brady or, Russell Wilson or Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton to take a knee in the back. That you know they're gonna probably come out and do the whole heart of their chest and do the national anthem, and that's fine. That's fine. They represent billion dollar organizations. I don't even really even hold it up against them. I really don't. But if you're guys on the special teams and other parts of the team where you guys are still key figures. You can still make your message well known. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, why would you want them to do that? Because they're more so on the bubble. It's exactly what they're going to do. The issue would just persist. So you're going to just continue to cut guys because they're protesting, murdering young black males, even though that's what makes up most of your league. It's something to think about. Well, that'll probably wrap up, you know, what I got to say all about that. I want to thank everyone that's been listening to this pod. I'm looking forward to doing more. Definitely like, share, follow. Shout out to my man, D. Definitely follow him and catch him as he continues to be putting out more shows. I know he has another review, on, I believe, on Friday. So definitely uh, check out his pod. Uh, thank you guys so much, man. I've been enjoying doing this so long. I'm looking forward to doing more of these in the future. Again, my name is Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific coming to you through the way of the Stay Woke Podcast and enjoy your holiday weekend, even though that doesn't necessarily favor people who look like us. Have a good one.